This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain market update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 16th of October 2020. Presented to you this week by Henry Young. I'm a farm trader based in Sandy. Let's start with wheat. There has been little fresh news for the markets this week, although on Thursday, world future markets posting significant rallies with many hitting new contract highs. Speculative funds were again assertive buyers of the Chicago Board of Trade wheat and corn contracts as they begin to build significant long positions, their stake in the market similar to those held back in 2010 and 2012 when adverse weather severely cut wheat and corn output for many of the world's primary producers. Last week, in its October World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimate report, the USDA increased its world production estimate to 773 million tonnes this season, which is almost 115 million tonnes more than it produced in 2012-2013 season. World wheat stocks are also set to increase by 22 million tonnes on last year. However, dry soils in Russia continue to be a concern. These do not appear to have sufficient rain in the forecast to allow crops to germinate, and established well enough ahead of falling winter temperatures. There remains the risk that Russia could impose export restrictions in the new calendar year. The Ministry of Agriculture for the Russian Federation predicts the Russian wheat harvest has reached 87.1 million tonnes so far. This is subject to cleaning and drying. Last season, conditioning losses were put at 4 million tonnes, which, if repeated, would leave them 83 million tonnes. This aligns with estimates from most analysts and the USDA. The analyst Strategy Grain has made minor revisions to its EU crop estimates, increasing wheat production by 200,000 tonnes on last month to a new total of 129.5 million tonnes. This is 17.2 million tonnes down on last year. Yet, interestingly, it's increased its export target by 2 million tonnes to a new target of 25 million tonnes. This is 10.5 million tonnes down on last year. Regardless, at this stage, it seems it would be a huge target to meet. Exports between the 1st of July and the 11th of October 2020 reached 5.73 million tonnes, according to the latest data from Brussels. Average wheat shipments will need to increase by 140,000 tonnes for the rest of the season for the target to be reached. Prolonged dry weather in Argentina has led to lower than expected wheat area and compromised yield potential. This week, the Rossa Grain Exchange cuts its production estimate uh, once more to a new total of 17 million tonnes. This is below the previous estimate from the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange of 17.5 million tonnes and well below last week's estimate from the USDA of 19 million tonnes. Meanwhile, some private estimate for the Australian production sees the potential for its wheat crop to reach 30 million tonnes, almost double the volume of last year's harvest. Last week, the USDA made no change to its estimate of 28.5 million tonnes. The arrival of Australian wheat on the world stage will be a welcome one for the world's major importers, who are suffering from rising wheat prices. However, Australia has seen a plentiful supply of rain in the east and this could delay harvest and hamper quality. Moving on to barley now. Barley prices rose this week on global grain markets, posting significant gains. However, feed barley remains the poor relation, trading at almost $40 per tonne discount to wheat in the Black Sea ports. 
Competitive price, price supplies from Ukraine have been exporting barley at a fast pace, having already shipped 3 million tonnes this season from a 4 million tonne surplus. French barley prices gained over 6 euros per tonne, benefiting from further sales made to China, where a tighter sales specification secures a $20 per tonne premium to Black Sea supplies. The prediction for the 2020 French barley production was cut by almost 1 million tonnes in October's report from the analyst strategy grain, following adjustments to its yield and quality since last month. In this report, the French crop, was, which is now estimated to be 10.5 million tonnes, 3.2 million tonnes down on last year. This impacts the overall EU barley production, which is almost 800,000 tonnes down on last month, to a new total of 63.8 million tonnes. The amount available for export is being cut by 400,000 tonnes to 7 million tonnes, 1.1 million tonnes below the exported volume last year. Now, let's turn our attention to what's been going on in the Aussie rate market this week. This week, the UK rapeseed prices have come under slight pressure due to a combination of range-bound sterling against the euro and a lack of both grower and consumer interest. Despite this, the Aussie complex is at a pivotal time ahead of itself in the next month. South American plantings are well underway with continuing concern over dryness in the region. Brazilian growers experiencing extremely dry conditions during their peak planting period. However, rain is expected soon and Argentinian growers are due to start making progress under the conditions of cooler than average temperatures, which is due to last through into the new calendar year. Until there is any positive news coming from South America, it looks as if it's a piece of the Aussie rate complex which will remain firm. In other weather news, Europe and Black Sea regions remain dry in a key establishment period, which, if unchanged, will be very interesting to the trade in the coming weeks. In the week ahead, the main factor influencing the domestic market will be a combination of Brexit and Covid, which are continuing to dictate much of the Aussie rape price makeup, whether this is through fluctuations in currency or demand-related direction, in conjunction with unpredictable imports and exports in the UK. Similar uncertainties rest in China, where soybean imports have been have a great bearing on the global oilseed rate complex. Moving on to pulses, feed bean values have slipped back two or three pounds per ton this week, as exporters have finally got the first wave of vessels covered. In addition, a number of buyers have decided that feed beans are not good value at current levels and have been selling back cargoes as their end markets no longer require beans. This has been particularly noticeable in Egypt, where feed beans have previously been cleaned and upgraded to low-quality human consumption. However, with the current low premiums, this process is no longer worthwhile. There's been some activity with top-quality spring beans, which need to be colour-sorted and bagged for the Sudanese market. This is a small market fraught with difficulty for the exporter due to the lack of dollars and very unstable economy. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. In terms of urea and nitrates, autumn sowing have yet again seen little progress due to poor weather. And it is thought that the UK is at the 65 to 70% drilled stage. Although this is behind ideal progress at this stage, it is still far ahead of this time last year, when drilling at this, this point was at 25%. On the back of this, the fertiliser market remains quiet. However, 
it is noticeable that there's been some interest coming forward in parts of the UK where farmers are close to autumn drilling completion. India has returned to the market for urea and it is thought that the country is looking to purchase between 1.5 and 1.8 million tonnes. A tender this size would allow them to delay a return to the market till the end of November at the earliest. Prices are firmed on the back of this. Full offer details are yet to filter through and what the effect this will have on the European market for both urea and nitrates are yet to be seen. Forward terms are expected over the next few days and will no doubt reflect the tight supply and the currency. Indications show plenty of support for the market going into early 2021. Phosphates continue to climb in value due to a large demand elsewhere in the world, resulting increased offer prices in the trade. Current supplies are now being drawn down and those new values will work their way into the market. Potash remains flat with supply lines fair. As mentioned in last week's report, it should be considered that PK values are at a 10-year low and with the 2021 crop values being attractive to look at, it makes sense to cover your requirement for this season. There is also a market increase in interest of the polysulfate-based grades, offering a well-balanced ratio of potash to sulphur. Please speak to your local Frontier contact about the benefits of these tailored products. Planning all nutrient requirements pre-Christmas is advised as suppliers may well be affected by Brexit and the continued impact of COVID-19 in the coming months. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 16th of October. If you'd like any advice on the grain market, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to the live market pricing and online grain trading in the My Farm farm management platform.